0: I become from the sensation that his voice and his lips and his touch inspired in me. Clearly, marriage does not require such tenderness, although I was ignorant of that as well. And so the little shriek I uttered from surprise and apprehensiveness, Mr. Bennet took as my expression of delight, because he grinned and advanced, calling out, "'Consummate!' Why he should summon up the broth that mother provided us when we were sickly, I have no idea, and so I leapt into the bed and attempted to cover myself with the bedclothes, but he grabbed them, threw them from me, and straddled me, his manhood seeking its inevitable way up and under my underthings, muttering, consummate, as he did, all night long, and into the morning he was at me. It certainly did not take that dog so long, until he fell off me and to sleep. I followed him shortly, for I too was exhausted. To be fair, I must say that despite my protestations, I could not help but admire his energy and his determination, at least in retrospect. And I was grateful to him. After such a night, no woman could forestall motherhood and Mr. Bennet's paternity would never be questioned, because if anyone had ever been consummated, it was I. I did not bleed, dear sister, and my husband promises to make much of that, so I must assemble so convincingly that he believes that my pleasure exceeded any pain and injury I might have suffered in my virgin state. I will not tell him. I cannot tell him. "'that I did indeed bleed, but not on this night. "'No, not on this night, but on the night of my true marriage, "'albeit without benefit of clergy, to Colonel Millar, those many months ago. "'All this you know, but it helps me during this time of despair to recall our meeting— how I stood with all the pretty maidens along the road as the militia in all their splendor marched into Meryton, and how soon after their leader, beautiful in his military regalia, black hair, flashing eyes, and oh so tall, stood before me. What can he want, I wondered, and he said, "'I am a stranger here and lonely,' Would you walk with me about the village on this fine day? Oh, yes, I would, and I did. We continued to walk until darkness fell. Tired, we fell upon the grass next to the river, where we lay side by side until he leaned over and kissed me. Oh, so gently, and oh, so gently pressed his hand upon my skirts and then beneath them. You know, dear sister, what came next. I was deflowered, and blissfully so. I do not recall returning home. I am certain he escorted me there. I do recall the devastation I felt when I learned soon thereafter that his regiment had been called to another town. At least I have the memories, and, truth to tell, a bit more. But, ah... how I thought of my dear Colonel during this everlasting wedding night and blessed the memory of his kisses and gentle touches that carried me through the misery of my debut as Mrs. Edward Bennett. Oh, dear, I must close, dear Jane, for he has come upon me again. Your loving sister, Marianne. Verbisque, tomato. Quoque possunt aderementum mentum, words which would have inspired the greatest coward, Horace. I, Edward Bennett, begin this journal in order to record the events of my life such as they occurred in this year of 1785, the year in which I took myself a wife. Such a momentous occasion is deserving of my considered attention, and this journal will bear witness to my efforts in that direction. And should I choose to continue those efforts beyond this year, this journal will also serve as a history of myself for those...